Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. Heavy metal tin whistle or reliable boy band. Yes, all eyes on Eurosong tonight. More details after share. What a song, what a woman share. If I could turn back time, it is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you're keeping well this Friday morning. You can get in touch 086-1800-658. Now, everything from Ouija Pop, yeah, to Heavy Metal Tin Whistle, little smattering of R&B, and of course, a boy band. This is the lineup for Eurosong Final, which is happening tonight for the first time. Uh, so we're going to have six musical acts hoping to get Ireland to the Eurovision Final for the first time in four years. Oh, come on, people. We need to... We need to have a little bit of hope of lives in our hearts with regards to this. We have Erica Cody, Alicia, JLOL, Isabella Kearney, Bambi Thug and Next in Line. They are counting the, on the public vo- vote tonight in the hopes of heading off to Sweden. So we have, as I said there, from a little bit of R&B, pop, techno, rock, electro, goth. I mean, it, it really is the most eclectic kind of lineup that we've had for Eurosong. So who are the people? Now we've kind of had an introduction to them a little bit on the show, but just to remind you, Erica Cody, Love Me Like I Do. So she's a pop R&B artist, uh, writer, producer, very dominant figure in the Irish music scene. Sort of eclectic styling, very hard hitting lyrics that she has as well. Um, but she's, you know, we will know her. She's been in the charts. Okay, so her singles include Better Days, Back to Basics and Queen, which uh, culminated in the release of her second EP, Love and Light. That was back in 2021. Now, this is a left of field one. Gutubin, uh, performer uh, Alicia. So she's um, a captivating rock sensation, very much praised by Hot Press magazine. So she's kind of in the forefront, really, of the current rock revival here in this country and taking the Irish music storm, particularly uh, by storm in 2023. But she had four consecutive releases featured on BBC Radio One as well. And she's no stranger to the stage. She's graced, you know, the likes of Electric Picnic and headline shows with MCD production. So her song is Good Tubbin. And I love this because it's quite a humorous twist it speaks to kind of the Irish experience and learning the language in school and as you witnessed on yesterday's very first episode of Gaelga Lakela that's you know what what Irish do I have flip all let me tell you Gatubin is probably about the height of it and um, we also have 
JLOL, he's performing Judas. So this is, he's an Irish rapper, very much unleashing music that has, you know, lots of different kind of origins and cutting edge collaborations. He's got a very, very distinct voice. He won the um, album of the year at 2020, or sorry, he he was nominated, that was his debut, was nominated for the Irish album of the year 2020 at the uh, Music Choice Awards. So he's doing very, very well. Also, Isabella Kearney, Let Me Be The Fire. So she is based in Nashville but she grew up between here and Australia began her musical journey at 14 and she signed with Pub, uh, Sony in 2018 and she wrote the song Conditions which was chosen as a finalist on the show uh, Songland um, and was performed on The Voice Australia so she's doing quite well um, you know down under I suppose more so uh, now this one I didn't hear about until the Eurovision uh, Bambi Thug from Cork, completely unique, okay? So she's a self-styled Ouija pop, she's calling herself. 45,000 monthly listeners she has as well. Uh, so she's a- apparently really incredible live as well. And she's amassed streams of 60 million uh, on music that she's written for other artists. So she is definitely one to watch out for. Her song is called Doomsday Blue. And then, of course, next in line, our guys, two, are from County Mead and they have the song Love Like Us. They're doing very, very well. Uh, this was the band that Louis Walsh put together and uh, they've gigged as far as Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi at the moment and they're very much hoping to release their debut album. So I'm going to say it's a very, very unique different mix. I think it's going to make for interesting viewing on the Late Late Show uh, tonight and we'll have to just see who is it? Who is going to be representing Ireland in the Eurovision? Do you have your favourite so far? Let me know. 86 658 Oh, it's still burning up the charts. Sophie Ellis-Bexter, Murder on the Dance Floor and LMFM's 11 to 1. A lot of people getting in touch about next in line. Yeah, it's good to see the People supporting the Navin lads. That's fantastic. Someone here saying, I know Josh, he's so talented. He was on the UK Voice Ireland's very talented singer and lovely kids. His parents should be so proud of him. I'm sure they are. They are very, very proud. Now, on Fridays, we like to kickstart the weekend early. We are going to be doing that with Brian's Bangers. All the details of that on the way and of music from Keen to Crow. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. With Gilmore's, your Mercedes. He's among the nominees for the RTE Choice Music Prize Award for Song of the Year 2023. Here he is, Keen to Grow with Heaven on 11 to 1. Keen to Grow, Heaven on LMFM's 11 to 1. On this show, we like to start the weekend early and we have a new way of doing that. Brian is back with his big bangers. It's now time. For Brian's Big Bangers. Well, it is Friday, the official start of the weekend. And of course, every Friday here on the 11 to 1 show, we kick it off with Brian's Big Banger. Yeah, two songs mixed together. Can you name what they are? Here's our two songs for this Friday. <laughs> You know the answer. Text Sinead in on 086 658 on WhatsApp or text and we'll give the answer at the end of the show. Brian's Big Banger. Little bit.
bit trickier this week but even if you separate them I'm going to play it again later on but separate them in your mind do you think you know the names of the songs the LMFM Keep Cup is up for grabs 041 I was going to say 0861800658 There's a script to break even on LMFM's 11 to 1 the focus on Irish music continues now I'm going to be chatting to singer-songwriter Lyra her debut album is due 8 in April and she has a single called Chess and it's out today she's going to join us next The 11 to 1 show her beautiful voice has been compared to Enya, Florence and the Machine and Kate Bush. And whilst this is true, she definitely has her own distinctive sound. She's from Cork, but now based in London, she moved there to concentrate on her music with the hopes of making it big. And it looks like everything is going to plan. With songs like Edge of Seventeen, Lose My Mind and You achieving millions of streams across all platforms. Performances at big festivals at home and abroad as well. Now she's ready to release her self-titled debut album to the world this year. And her new single, Chess, is out today. It's a pleasure to have her back on 11 to 1. Lyra, you're very welcome back to 11 to 1. How are you? I'm absolutely fantastic. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it's great to have you back on the show. And this is so exciting. Like, I feel like I've been waiting for this for so long. And when I saw your Instagram post recently with the date finally released, the long-awaited debut album, it's ready to be released to the world in April. How are you feeling about that? I mean, I'm the same as you. I've been waiting for this for so long. I've had these songs on my iPad for I don't know how long now, and I'm just so excited to get it out to the world. And what better way to launch it than with my single, Yes. So I'm so happy. Yes, we're looking forward to that, hearing that now on, on Friday when it's fully released. But we will be playing the sneak peek of it here in the show. But we play you here on this show all the time and The Edge of Seventeen and Lovers. I mean, they are so different from what you hear on radio. And I just love them. They're really anthem-y. Will, but would all of these uh, songs be on the album and are there more anthem sounding songs to look forward to on the debut? They will definitely be on it because I know they're people's all-time faves. So obviously I have to give them what they want. There's some new juicy treats in there. I think there's there's one in there that people are definitely going to, who love Edge of 17, are going to love this song. It's so anthemic. It's, you can dance the night away to it. So it's absolutely fantastic. And then there's some other songs in there. There's like my first ballad I ever wrote is on mm-hmm. that. Um, and then some more kind of darker sounding songs which I love Oh yeah we do like a little bit of darkness as well because you can do you can do all of it as we've as we've, as we've experienced so far but I feel <laughs> like this album is like completely it's not just a musical journey but it's kind of your self-discovery journey as well and I feel like you're going do you know what world this is who I am I've put it all down in an album you know you either like me or you don't but I'm grand with it like you've kind of I feel like that's the journey that you've been on Oh my God, girl, that is exactly it. That is it in a <laughs> nutshell. Literally, it is like my life in an album. So everyone will just get to know me as an artist, get to know me as a person. Like all the songs are very personable. You know, I write a lot from emotion, from experiences that I went through in life. So you're going to hear all about the heartbreak. You're going to hear all about the comeback. You're going to hear about the revenge night out. You're mm-hmm. going to hear it all in a musical form which is how I can best describe my life so it's going to be there it's out for the world to see And is it cathartic then to be able to kind of write about all this and put it all into the music? 
Well, I love it that way because it makes it more real to me mm. and it kind of makes it easier for me to be able to, you know, write, I suppose, because everything does come very emotionally, emotionally to me. So it makes it just the process a whole lot easier in a way. Um, and I do want people to get to know me as a person as well as an artist. You know, you can listen to music and, and not kind of get to know the artist. So this is an opportunity for me to let them in and uh, see what I've been through. Yep. I mean, the heartbreak was hard to write about. I'm not going to lie. It took me mm. about six months to actually be able to write it, but it's there. And I hope it helps other people get over heartbreak as well. Oh, it does. You know, I like, hello, you know, Bridget Jones' diary, the, one of the first scenes is her <laughs> belting it out to Celine Dion. I mean, this is what we need, people. We need this sort of stuff uh, in, in music. Absolutely, we do. And, you know, there's as well as heartbreak, there's also a lot of... Uh, frustration which I love that you're getting out in in the songs as well because we've spoken about this before you've been through sort of the mill in terms of the music industry you've you know taken Mm -hmm. advice and adverse commas from people you know but now I feel like you're like no this is who I am this is what I want to say this is what I sound like and that's what I'm putting out here yeah this is it like this is me this is the version that I've always wanted to be this is me without boundaries this is me being extremely true to myself um, as a human, as an artist, you know, this is me, this is Lyra and that's why, you know, the album is called Lyra because that's exactly what it is and who it is. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And, you know, you mentioned Chess as well. Now, Chess uh, is going to be on this new album. It's out on Friday and you played this at Electric Picnic and the reaction was absolutely wild. Talk to me about this song. Is it kind of about sort of games that people might play in relationships or is it a little bit as well a kind of a two fingers to the industry and the people that sort of doubted you in the past? It's a bit of both, I suppose, but more, I suppose, a bit of a two-finger kind of job, yeah. quite honest. <laughs> um, but, you know, in a way that I didn't want to be too, like, finger-waggy and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I put it into a concept where my dad, when I was younger, taught me how to play chess, and we all know chess is a massive mind game oh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, a silent mind game, which is exactly what I was going through at that time in my career. So I thought, what better way to express what I've been through by using this concept to do that? Um, so that's how I created chess. And I literally was sitting at home on my iPad down on the couch with a few chords and it just came like pouring out of me. And it's amazing when I sing this live. As you said, I did play it at Electric Picnic and the response to this song has always been so amazing that I knew it had to be the first single. Number one, I think I could have got killed on Instagram if it wasn't because people were like, when is this song coming out? So I was like, right, yeah. give, them, give it to them, give it to them. Um, and as well, I think it's a great introduction to the album, yeah. it's showing that darker side to me. It's showing like you know what I've been through. So I thought it was really was a great starter to that. Yeah. Um, you know the lyrics are exactly what it says on the tin. It goes through it. You know, would it make a difference if I was the same sex? Being born a woman makes it harder than you know. It's probably one of my favourite lines from that because we all know us poor females in the music industry have mm. a bit of a hard slog. But it wasn't going to keep me back. I was going to keep going and I, I just wanted to get that out there in that song. Fantastic. And when you think of, you know, as you say, this journey that you've been on and really like, I suppose, going all the way back to the start with you, really, it's it's being learned really that confidence, hasn't it? Because I believe your sister was the one that really sort of pushed and encouraged you to go front and centre with singing, even from a younger age. Yeah, she did. And, you know, um, 
I wasn't always, I suppose, as confident as I am today or, mm. you know, even as accepting of myself as I am today. So it definitely was something that I've learned throughout. And you're right, my sister at the start, we used to sing together all the time and I was always be like, oh, I'll just do the backing vocals, I'll mm. just sneak in the corner. And she's like, no, you do the lead, you do this. And she was fantastic for that. She really, like, pushed me out there and made me believe in myself. So I have her from day one to thank for that. And then... I suppose I just grew from that and I was like, right, let's go for it. Yeah, because like, I mean, you'd never know that, that you're in any way nervous or anything like that when you go. I mean, like you have such an incredible presence on on the stage. Like it's such a treat for an audience member, not just to kind of, ha- you know, have this incredible power coming from the voice, but the energy like you just can tell that you are so at home on the stage. Oh, thank you. That does mean a lot because... You know, I'd be shaking like a leaf before I go out. Like, oh my God, I was nearly puking behind the stage electric. And then I come out and people are like, you were nervous. But I think it's because I love it so much yeah. that it just takes over my body. And I'm so happy that the nerves just fly away. Yeah. So I think that's the reason why I probably look so confident. It's just because I'm enjoying myself so much. And, you know, there's nothing, I, I suppose, more secure than coming out into an audience that you know really rooting for you. And I can feel that one that extra confidence and kind of I don't know just lets me be free and that's I suppose what you can see in my performances yeah yeah and I mean like to see you then you know go from because you've gigged consistently like you know so so much you've gigged and you went then you you get announced as the headline on electric picnic like I was just so thrilled for you like that was such a huge moment I think was that one of the one of the many pinch me moments for you in the last little while Oh my God, it was. They didn't tell me for ages because they knew I couldn't hold my water. They were like, she'll tell people, she'll tell people. So I was a bit like, oh my God, I'm not going, I'm not being played. I'm not playing. So I was a bit like, just accept it, you'll be fine. And then when they told me, I was like full of emotion. Like I came off stage, I started roaring, crying because um, it, it was a massive thing. Yeah. It was such a big thing for me to feel like I was accepted to that stage of my career. You know, I really had stepped up a level. Um, and when you get those kind of like pats on the back, it does make you feel like, OK, the hard work's paying off. I'm going in the right direction. It gives you that extra bit of, I don't know, fire inside your mm-hmm. belly. And it definitely ignited that for me. And like you said, I've been wanting to put out this album for a while. Unfortunately, when we all had to go into lockdown for COVID for two years, it really put everything back. So I feel like this year is the year for me and I'm just going to work as hard as I can. Yeah, no, you definitely will. And with this album, you've worked with producers who, you know, have worked with such a real mix of artists, you know, from Bastille to Rag and Bone Man, Freyer Ridings as well. Talk to me about collaborating with these guys. And the guys who done Lady Gaga. Oh, amazing. I nearly died. Oh, my in God. studio in LA. I know she was as meek as a mouse. And <laughs> it's not like me to be as meek as a no. mouse. Like, you have seen me on stage. The gift <laughs> of the gas, I have. Um... Oh my God, it was so nerve-wracking, but it was so juicy to see how it happens at that level. Like, it's like a machine. It's like, they just churn out songs, beats. They've like people working in different rooms. Then you all come back into one room. It's like, I've worked on the beats for song. Oh, I've worked on the strings. Oh, I've worked on this. It was amazing to see. And as well for me, you know, collaborating with people like um, Dan Pretty, who's Mm -hmm. done Bastille and Rag and Bowman, who I've done chess with. Um, and then Mark Crew came on board when we were re-recording it for the album. You know, it's it's really nice to have fresh eyes and ears on something yes. because I spent so long at home on my couch on my own writing my songs. 
it's nice then to bring them into the studio and be like, okay, here it is. I've listened to 15,000 times. What do you think? You know, how could you improve this as a producer? And it's really nice to collaborate that way. Yeah, and they just sprinkle the magic and then it all comes together. Absolutely. So an album release, yeah. does that mean a lot of touring? Is there a tour? I know you have a couple of dates coming up in February or what What? What else does 2024 hold for you? What else, Sinead? Like, it's only, a, so it's only an album release. <laughs> <laughs> There's loads. There's absolutely loads going. My friends are like, so do you have a few weeks off now before you go on tour? I'm like, weeks off is like a planning the tour, the outfits, like... <laughs> It's everything. So everything's always in, in motion, which I love because I don't like not being busy. But um, so we have the Irish tour coming up. I think there's now up to 22 dates we've announced. We Amazing. added more shows recently just due to demand. We had to add more. And then I'm going to go to the UK and do a UK tour. And then it's going to roll into like festival season and the album. Yeah. Oh, so my goodness. It's, it's going to be go, go, go all this year. And I can't. Wait. She is chomping at the bit and you did mention outfits and I did speak to you about this before and you're wearing an absolutely stunning outfit on the cover release uh, for this single chest as well. Stunning. I mean, where where do you come up with these? Like, do you come up with some of these designs or do you just seek out these amazing designers? Because I've never seen anything like this before. So it's kind of a bit of both. By the way, that dress was so uncomfortable on the cover. Oh, I couldn't it? even move in it. I was like, this is so heavy. But it was so juicy. Yeah, I spent so good. all my time like searching for things like I mood boards. I mean, I don't know how many of them I have. And like things saved on Pinterest. And then and then when it comes to time where I know something's going up, like when I was styling the album shoot or, you know, when I'm styling any magazine shoot and stuff like that, I have all these outfits and I kind of try and come up with it the theme so mm. the theme for the album was like metallics and embellishments yes, so I was going to say metallics kind of like yeah, yeah. Seek, love metallics seeked out designers and, and contact them and it's like I'm an Irish singer I'm doing a photo shoot here's a bit about me I'd love to wear one of your pieces would you like to collaborate and some say yes some say no and uh, I just kind of go from there and then for the tour I have actually custom designed some outfits so that's oh, nice. going to be an extra treat that was a treat for me as well because I love custom designing outfits. I mean, if I could do it for everything, I would, but I'd be absolutely broke. So I'm just sticking to tour. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no doubt she will treat herself to something spectacular as well when the, the sales of this album go through the roof. Absolutely brilliant. Now, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Best of luck at the album release. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Now, before I let you go, I have to get you to introduce your new single on LMFM. Off you go. Guys, this is Lyra and this is my first single off my debut album, Chess. I hope you enjoy it. Lots of love from Lyra. Loving it, absolutely loving it. Lyra Chess, it's going to do really, really well. Watch out for her debut album coming out in April. Going to take a quick break and then we are going back in time. The 11 to 1 show. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. 
Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1924, American skater Charles Dutraw claims the first ever Winter Olympic gold medal winning the 500 metre speed skating event in France. And today is Clashing Clothes Day. Yes, grab the loud pink and green polka dots, pair them with that red and blue paisley print for an audacious and gregarious look. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Oscar nominations and snubs. There's going to be lots to discuss in Real Reviews with Niall. That's coming up after 12. The 11 to 1 show. It shouldn't work, but it does. Two songs mashed together. Brian's big bangers. If you missed his clue a little bit earlier on, we're going to be playing it again for you right after Cole. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Coldplay, Sky Full of Stars, kicking off the second hour. Now, Brian's big bangers will be kickstarting the weekend towards the end of the show. If you're new to this, Brian takes two fairly iconic songs, mashes them together, and you need to guess the name of both songs. Okay, so Kaylee has won so far on 086 1800 658. Josh has it as well. I'm looking at another one or two messages coming in on it that have one or other of them okay so I'm going to play you the mashup again just have a listen can we guess what the names of these two songs are Oh, nearly said it there at the end. What do we think? 86 658 I can tell you that the name of one of these bands is the name of the virus that we've been plagued with. And it's also the name of a beer as well. And the other one was, well, are they still in the go? Actually, they are in the go. This brand of crisp. Okay, so that's a little bit of a clue there for you. What do we think? And will I play it again? What are we thinking? 86 658 Brian's Big Bangers coming up towards the end of the show. Now it's time to check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. At the premiere of his new documentary, Lil Nas X spoke about meeting Madonna and how she's influenced many artists. Here's what he said. Um, Of course, when I saw Madonna at the show, I was just like, like, holy like what? Is, what the f- is Madonna doing here? Um, but inspiration, I think every artist is inspired by Madonna in some way or another. And of course, you know, with my history, there there's some similarities in there. So yeah, love you, Madonna. Austin Butler revealed that he only had a week between filming Elvis and Masters of the Air, which means he had to work extra hard to drop his Elvis Presley accent. During an appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, the Oscar-nominated actor said he had a dialect coach just to help me not sound like Elvis. Butler explained that he faced some challenges once filming raps for Baz Luhrmann's Elvis because he dedicated three years of his life to portraying the king of rock and roll. We've just gotten an extended snippet of Dua Lipa's upcoming single Training Season coming out next month. Here it is. Yeah, 
Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM. Kiss. There's Prince with Kiss on LMFM's 11 to 1. It is the talk of, well, the internet and us. That is for sure. Oscars 2024. Who got nominated? Who was snubbed? We're going to be talking about that and lots more with Niall O'Brien next. LMFM's Real Reviews sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas. Enjoy a ticket to every movie with My OmniPass. For more information log on to omniplex.ie forward slash join and enjoy the greatest blockbusters all the time at Omniplex Deluxe Strahada Dundalk and Balbriggan. It is Friday. We're talking movies. Niall O'Brien is on the line. How are you getting on Niall? I'm doing very well, thanks Sinead. We have weathered the storm and it's a beautiful, bright January Friday. It is indeed and we are talking movies. What could be better? But before we do that, we have a regular competition. That's right. Who's that talking now? Identify the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker. We'll give you a pair of tickets to the Omniplex Cinema for the film of your choice. Yes, and they have locations at the Omniplex Deluxe Venue in Drogheda and also in Scotch Hall, Omniplex Dundalk and Omniplex Balbriggan. There's some great films out right now. The best way to see them is at the big screen at the cinema and the full showtimes and booking is on omniplex.ie. I didn't have a sneaky listen to this now this week. Okay, well, we'll give a clue. I would say if you're invited to a dinner party at his house, bring a bottle of red, but make sure it's not Merlot. Oh, fantastic. Okay, who is this talking now? 086-1800-658. I was obsessed with the Planet of the Apes movies as a kid. And so the notion that I could be in one of those was mind-blowing to me. I love this guy. And it's always someone connected to kind of what we're going to be talking about. So, you know, bear in mind Yeah, we'll be talking about him twice. We'll be talking about him twice today because uh, he's nominated as Best Actor as well. So there you go. Another yeah. clue. Another little clue. 086-1800-658. So let's get down to it. Oscars, what were your immediate thoughts? Were you surprised? What's going on with you with regards to Oscars? Uh, look, I'm never really surprised about the Oscars because it is what it is a little bit. And the older I get, the more cynical I get, the more I kind of go, this is just really a, a publicity kind of Hollywood publicity thing. You know, I mean, it's great to see, like certainly on this side of the country, you know, it's great to see Killian Murphy up there for best actor. Not only that, but uh, Poor Things, which, you know, a lot of people probably don't know, produced by Element Pictures here in Ireland, uh, is up for 11. So after Oppenheimer, which is up for 13, Awards. Poor Things is up for 11. Robbie Ryan, who's the cinematographer on that uh, film, uh, has been working in uh, Irish movie for uh, movies for a long time. Great to see him nominated. Mm-hmm. His reaction was, I'm Delira and Exira. <laughs> so, I mean, I was delighted to hear that. Ed Guiney and Andrew Lowe, who co- co-founded Element Pictures, and they're nominated for Poor Things. They said, it's an incredible day out. Such an Irish thing to say, you know what I mean? <laughs> but my favourite, my absolute favourite was Killian Murphy. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he heard about the Oscar nomination, we were just having a cup of tea and my mum brought out the cake. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, that that is fantastic. You know, there were a couple of snubs, I would say mm-hmm. now, for, for Ireland. Uh, I really thought, like, Barry Keoghan, maybe, I know you're probably a bigger fan of that film. I thought his performance in Saltburn was great. Andrew Scott, uh, you know, for All of Us Strangers, which is a movie that I have not seen yet, but I uh, there is so much buzz around it. I I really can't wait to see uh, him. He's in that with Paul Meskell. He's an actor I'm always really impressed by. But, you know, when you talk about Oscar snubs, really, 
I guess the big one everyone's talking about is the big B, the big Barbie, isn't it? Yes, that is right. And I'm just looking here, uh, you know, really it's to do with the director, obviously, and uh, and the Best Actress nomination. Now, I'm going to go out there and say, I don't think Margot Robbie deserves to be in the Best Actress category. No, I would agree. I would agree. And I would agree as well. I thought she gave a great performance, but the Best Actress category this year is stacked. It really yeah. is, with performances that are just really fantastic. I mean, Something to remember. Now, I, I'm i always a little bit confused when it comes to Oscar time because mm. it's like if you're going to be nominated for Best Film, why is the director not nominated for Best Director as well? Yeah. Now, I know the Best Film category has expanded to 10 nominations now because they wanted to include movies that are huge, like box office successes, but wouldn't have got a look in maybe years ago. But um. Yeah, I think Greta Gerwig, I'm looking like the, if you look at the best director lineup, which I'll talk about very quickly now. Yep. Um, I would say she could have gone in there mm. maybe. And I'll tell you who I think maybe shouldn't be in there. But, you know, <laughs> but it's important to remember, right, of all the 10 best film nominees, Barbie, Anatomy of a Fall and Past Lives. These are three films directed by women. Yeah. You know, and that's the first time I think that has happened. Now, that's still not a lot, probably not enough, but you know, there you go. That's, Progress that's people, Hollywood. it's slow but surely it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, be best picture nominations this year, <clears throat> American Fiction, which is a fantastic film, really great, central performance by Jeffrey Wright, Anatomy of a Fall. It's a French film which they didn't put up for best international uh, feature, mm -hmm. but the Academy said well, we don't care. We're going to put it in for best best picture. It is a, an amazing movie. Barbie, we've talked about. The Holdovers, starring Paul Giamatti, which I will be telling you about very soon. They're Paul Giamatti. Uh, uh, Killers of the Flare Moon, not really a surprise that that's there. Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest, which is a movie... Oh, look, I'll, I'll talk about it in a bit. <laughs> My pick now, right? And I don't, I know you kind of want me to go, who do you think is going to win? Yeah. it's. I think it's going to be Oppenheimer. I yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Although I'd say Poor Things now yeah. could give it a run for its money there now, but they don't... Sometimes they like to nominate the left to field one, but not give it the best picture. Isn't that it? Yes, yeah, I think so, yeah. Best directing then, Justine Triette for Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest. Uh, and um, I think, again, it's going to be Christopher Nolan for this mm. because I think, like, the Barbenheimer kind of juggernaut, like, it, it saved cinema a little yeah. bit. It made people kind of go out and go out in their drones, uh, droves and there was like such a crossover of, you had people who went and went to see Barbie and then because they had heard about Barbenheimer, went to see Oppenheimer. You know yeah. what I mean? People who would never probably have bought a ticket in the first place. So I think he will probably uh, probably come away with a statue. Uh, best actor in a leading role, Br role, Bradley Cooper. Not really a surprise there. Mm. I mean, he kind of constructed the film, I think, to get an Oscar. Oh, he totally did. I don't think he's going to get one. Yeah, yeah. Coleman Domingo for a film called Rustin, which I've not seen, and it's on Netflix. And I've only oh, I'm just checked it out yeah, it's yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, <laughs> Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. I think Killian... If, if he doesn't, Killian get, doesn't it, get it, there's, I, we're going to be marching. We're going to be marching with pick, pick, pick we're axes. We're going to flip the table. 
we're going to flip the table. Uh, best actress in a leading role, a real like a real like I say, a real stacked kind yeah. of category here. And this is why I think probably Margot didn't get in. Annette Benning for Nyad, a very good performance. You can see it on Netflix as well. Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flare Moon, a great performance as well. Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall. Carrie Mulligan for Maestro and Emma Stone for Poor Things. I think I Emma think Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 That's that's and then best, best actor. Yeah. yeah, best actor in a supporting role. Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction as well. Robert De Niro for Killers of Flare Moon. Robert Denny Jr. for Oppenheimer. Ryan Gosling for Barbie. This is kind of like um, Margot got nominated for Best uh, Producer because yeah. she produced Barbie and Greta got nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay screenplay I guess but this is the only kind of acting one and then Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things I think Robert Downey Jr. is going to get it I think Ooh, Oppenheimer is I would kind of yeah. I was yeah, kind of hoping though Ruffalo might get that one now I think you know he's kind of well, gone out second like, now the thing is right it's always like who do you think will win and who would you like to win yeah I know and Ruffalo would be the one I would like to win but Robert Downey Jr. has He's, this is his third nomination. He was mm. nominated for Chaplin when he was very young. He was nominated for Tropic Thunder. I mean, nobody really, like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> don't know and now he's nominated for this. And this is him stepping away and going, I'm not going to make Dr. Doolittle or whatever. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm stepping away from the Marvel, which I love him in, you know. Mm. But I, Danny gives a very good, very measured performance. And then Best Actress in a Supporting Role, very quickly, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Daniela Brooks for The Colour Purple, America Ferreira for Barbie. That's kind of the second acting nomination for Barbie. And she gives one speech in that that I think if, you know, yeah. if she's going to win, she'll win for that. Jodie Foster for Nyad and Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. I think maybe it's going to be Divine Joy Randolph. I mean, it's a really good performance that I'm going to be telling you about now in a little bit. Fantastic. Okay, so we'll have to put Oscars on hold, but I understand the furore online because of the theme of Barbie and everything else, but it's not like Barbie was completely snubbed. And I do feel, okay, maybe for the directing, but they are nominated. It's just not in the categories that people want. Uh, So moving uh, then to our... It's going to get get one for a best song. Oh, yeah. songs are... Yeah, 100%. It really will. Uh, So moving to our cinema review and we have a revamped The Colour Purple with music this time. That's that's right, yeah. So this is the movie movie musical of The Colour Purple which is based on a hit Broadway musical from 2005 which is also based on Alice Walker's 1982 Pulitzer Prize winning novel which was adapted into a 1985 film directed by Steven Spielberg. That got 11 Oscar nominations and walked away with absolutely none. Wow. So, yeah. It's set at the beginning, beginning of the 20th century in Georgia. It follows Celie. She's abused by her father. He then gives her away in marriage to a guy called Mr. Johnson, played in this by Coleman Domingo, who's nominated as Best Actor as well. And he is infatuated with this singer, Shug Avery, and Shug Avery moves in to live with them. They, But Celie and Shug Avery then find this intimate friendship which becomes a little bit more she also forms a bond with Sophia who is the uh, the uh, basically her daughter-in-law I suppose and as the years it follow it's years and decades that go by Celie struggles to survive and to fulfill her dream which is to be reunited with her sister, sister Nettie who she grew up with so we have a clip here from the trailer here it is hey sister what you gonna do keep your head held high just like mom taught us even if we have to part, you and me, us have one heart. How come you don't have 
I will see this, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and look, it is, a, it's, the anyone who's seen the 1985 story or read the book will know that it deals with heavy topics, mm. you know what I mean? And you kind of go, they made a musical out of this, but I think there is a warmth and a vehemence and a strength to this movie, and it's got amazing central performances by the the three uh, lead actors in this, Fantasia Barino and Danielle Brooks, who played the parts on Broadway, and Taraji P. Henson, um, who is this uh, nightclub singer, just fantastic in this. So, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 worth a watch. Fantastic. The Colour Purple out now. So moving to The Holdovers. Yes, it's like a Christmas gift that you gave me this week. Uh, it is. It arrived a little bit late, but it's still fantastic. So this is from director Alexander Payne, reuniting with his sideways lead a- actor, Paul Giamatti, for The Holdovers. It's set in 1970 and it is film to look like that he plays a cantankerous classics master at a posh new england boys boarding school and basically he gets punished by the headmaster because he won't pass one of the richest kids in his Mm. class uh, so that the father will essentially keep donating to the school he gets punished by having to be looking look after the holdovers these are the students who are left in the school essentially over christmas because their rich oblivious parents don't care about them so also in the school over the holiday season is mary lamb she is the cook in the cafeteria played by divine joy randolph in an amazing performance she's dealing with grief over her son who was a pupil at the school and he was only there because she worked at the school and he has been killed in Vietnam. And essentially, it's just the three of them, really, right. essentially about this. We have a clip here. They mm. get invited to a Christmas Eve party. They're getting on each other's nerves. They can't stand each other because they're cooped up in this school with no one else, right? And uh, they get invited to a Christmas Eve party. But uh, it is a case that, you know, the grief over her son kind of and possibly drinking too much over Christmas has made Mary kind of get a little bit too emotional. So they have to leave. I was right. This is why I hate parties. That was a disaster. Total disaster. Speak for yourself. I was having fun. Let's take Mary home, make sure she's okay, and we'll come back. Out of the question. Come on, would you give me a break? God, I was hitting it off with Elise. No, not Denise. Are you kidding me? This poor woman is bereft, and all you can think about is some silly girl. I don't need you feeling sorry for me. See? I'm just saying, this was the first good thing that came with being in this prison with you. Need I remind you that it is not my fault that you are stuck here? Do you think I want to be babysitting you? Oh, no, no. I was praying to the God I don't even believe in that your mother would pick up the phone or your father would arrive in a helicopter or a submarine or a flying saucer to take you dead. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you don't really. I mean, look, that's a, that's a kind of. But I thought it was a good clip because yeah, there's a lot of talking, and you really get a sense of these characters. Yeah, this film has sympathy, it has richness, it has gentleness. They often say 
they don't make them like this anymore. This is what you would call an analog movie in a digital age. It is a grown up drama for grown up people, but it is so entertaining. My only problem with it is it should have came out on the 1st of December, really. Yeah. And I did see it kind of in December. And like everyone's a little bit over Christmas now. Why do you want to go and see a Christmas movie? Giamatti is fantastic, as you would imagine. Uh, Devoyne Joy Randolph, as I say, I think she is great and probably might get an Oscar and Dominic Sessa in this film. And it's his first major motion picture uh, role. uh, And he holds his own in this amazing company as well. Go and see the holdovers, even though Christmas has passed. Fantastic. Also come on Tuesday to the film club because we are in Drehid Arts Centre on Tuesday. And this week's movie is Lies We Tell. Tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, so this is the story. It's based on a Sheridan Le Fanu novel, Uncle Silas. It's the story of a uh, an orphan teenager who basically gets uh, involved with her scheming uncle who has basically his eyes on, on her inheritance. It's It looks like great fun, great cast. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. A good gothic thriller. That's what we want. 8pm on Tuesday night in Drahid Arts Centre. Now moving to TV movies for the weekend and tonight TG Cahar 9pm. That's right, Ride the High Country but from 1962, directed by the great Sam Peckinpah, stars Joel McRae and it stars Randolph Scott. It's about an ex-lawman who's hired to bring gold from a mining uh, camp to the bank and he gets his old mate to help him, but his old mate, I think, has his eye on the gold as well. It's a really good film. Sam Peckinpah is always great with Westerns. Uh, Barton Fink then on TG Cahar again at 9.45 on Saturday. Uh, amazing Coen Brothers movie starring John Turturro, a Broadway playwright, is lured to California to write the script for a film and madness ensues, essentially. <laughs> and then Sunday at uh, 11.40 on BBC One, End of Watch, a great film from 2012. It starts Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Peña. They're two LAPD uh, uh, officers. Uh, all hell breaks loose for them when they run afoul of a, a Mexican drug cartel. It's a really good film directed by David Iyer, who recently did The Beekeeper, which I really liked. If you like action movies, he's a great action movie director. Fantastic. And who was our mystery voice? But they are all getting it. It was Paul Giamatti. Fantastic. Niall, as always, thank you for jam-packed Real Reviews. We'll chat to you again next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. The 11 to 1 show. Music from Anne-Marie on the way right after these. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Loud Me, the Education and Training Board invites applications from suitably qualified persons for the following positions. It's a school transport escort for Colossia Riga in Dunshockland and also a special needs assistant for Colossia de Lacey in Ashburn. For more details on applications, you can check out careers.lmetb.ie and the closing date for that one is the 6th of the 2nd 2024 you can check out more details on our local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Anne-Marie Shania Twain and LMFM's 11 to 1 with Unhealthy Now tomorrow in Ashburn parents of kids making the first communion you will want to know all about this I'm going to give you all the details of a sale happening and uh, we'll have our end of show bangers with Brian The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M.
I will be availing of this myself next year when my youngest is making his first Holy Communion and I think this is a great, great, great idea. But primary schools in Ashburn, they are working together to ease the burden for cash-strapped parents. They've created a pop-up shop offering new and pristine second-hand communion outfits for boys and girls at no cost. So this is the initiative for the second-hand communion where it originally started um, in St. Declan's National School Parent Association but the whole community is um, getting on board with this now. So this time around St. Mary's National School and Gale School Nikilla will have come on board as well and uh, it's happening tomorrow Saturday at Unit 47 Ashburn High Street. So pupils of those three schools there, okay, uh, on Sunday as well, it will also be open to the public. So on the Saturday the schools involved, those kids will go down and then on the Sunday it's open to the public. And when you hear people spending up to a thousand euro for the occasion and they're going to wear this like once or twice, you know, um, in the, obviously for the day and then the next day in school, isn't that all they wear it for or whatever? It's like huge, huge money. So this is going to save you bundles. Okay, so that is tomorrow uh, for the schools, Unit 47 Ashburn, but then open to the public on the Sunday and there's lots on offer there. So fair play to the schools for doing this. Now, it is time to start the weekend and we have our roll call here. Aoife is getting the two. Also, Joan getting it. Owen is getting it. Who else have we got here? Rachel getting it as well. Brian's big bangers. What were your answers, Brian? Brian's big bangers. Well, did you get the answer right? It was Corona, baby, baby, and the real Mackay, another night. Don't forget, if you're into your dad's music and you're heading out the weekend, check out LMFM Saturday Night 5 for all the best songs from 8 o'clock. Now get you set for your night ahead right here on LMFM. And we will have another Brian's big banger next Friday. Have a good one, Sinead. Brian's big bangers. Oh, we will have a good one. Here they are. Brian's Big Bangers. Oh, what an absolutely epic two tunes together. We had Real McCoy, Another Night and Corona, Baby Baby, kicking off the weekend. I can't say, Caroline Cunningham, you're getting the keep cup for getting the bangers this week. And Owen O'Flynn in Termin Feck and you're going along to the Omniplex. That is my lot on the show for today and for this week. Have a wonderful weekend and I'll chat to you again Monday. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. L-M-F-M. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.